Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode nine of the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Happy Friday and congratulations for getting through another work week. Yeah. Woo. But in all seriousness, I hope you guys had a great week of work. We have finally reached Friday, which means we are going to cruise into the weekend in no time. As always, I am your host, J.P. Sticko. And it is a pleasure to be with you guys on a glorious Friday morning. I'm super excited to get this episode in. This is going to be episode nine, where I'm finally going to conclude my wide receivers that I think have potential to exceed their current average draft positions. Like I said, I have three guys to go over today. I went over three guys on Wednesday, and I went over three guys on Monday. So episodes seven and eight, and now episode nine is going to conclude the wide receivers. And then next week, I'm going to jump right in to the running backs, which I have a lot of running backs that um, are currently looking like they're going to exceed their ADP. My rankings are almost done. I'm putting some finishing touches on the notes, but um, it's going to be up on the website very, very soon. So hold tight. I promise you they'll be up there very soon, and we can start dominating our leagues together. We can start getting conversations, which I need you to start you know, posting some questions to me on Twitter. Make sure you're answering my Twitter polls because that helps me know how to help you. Again, this is only going to be rankings number one. And then I'm going to do number two, number three, number four, number five. And then finally, I will do my final fantasy football rankings and towards closer to the start of the season. But until then, let's hold tight. If you haven't already, again, make sure you're following me on Twitter at JP Sticko. Like I just mentioned, it's extremely important because I need to know how to help. And if I don't know how to help, I can't help. So make sure that you are asking questions. Make sure you are participating in my polls, asking, uh, putting comments in on my posts. It's extremely important. Again, I want the show to be more listener-led than it is just me talking. So without further ado, the final three wide receivers that I believe can exceed their ADP. Let's get rolling. The first player I will mention on the final episode where I'm going to talk about wide receivers that can potentially exceed their current ADPs is a player that was an extreme disappointment, both for the team that signed him, but also for the fantasy managers that drafted him. This man is Kenny Galladay, New York Giants. Kenny Galladay had the worst season of his career last year. Kenny Galladay is considered to be one of the better, if not before last season, the best red zone wide receiver in the league. He's up there, right? He's ranked up there. He always has been. Do you know how many touchdowns Kenny Galladay had last year? Zero. Zip. Nilch. None. So to say that Kenny Galladay is going to be better this year than he was last year is an almost guaranteed lock unless he loses both legs and somehow he just doesn't get onto the field at all. He's an absolute lock to have a better season than he did last year, but he needs to do a lot more than that to warrant a NFL fantasy football roster spot. Kenny Galladay's current ADP is 54. And there's a few things that went against him last year that not many people are talking about. The first one is the impact 
of Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett is the worst play caller that I have ever seen. I don't know why. I'm a Giants fan, so I could be a little biased on this little segment here. So just just bear with me for a second. Why did we even hire this guy to begin with? The Dallas Cowboys held on to him for at head coach for way too long. And we knew that. We, we knew how horrific of a play caller he was. We had to play him every year. I don't understand what the reasoning behind hiring Jason Garrett was. Quarterback guru? Well, he did wonders for uh, Daniel Jones, didn't he? He did wonders for Daniel Jones. Come on. One of the worst hires in New York Giants recent history that I can remember. And we've had a few of them in, the recent, in recent times. But with all that being said, we have now have a new regime in place. We have a new head coach in DeBall, and we have a new offensive coordinator in Mike Kafka. And if anybody doesn't know anything about Mike Kafka, he was, he's an ex-pro. He, he played quarterback in the league, wasn't anything spectacular. But he was also the Kansas City passing game coordinator last year. And Patrick Mahomes has a lot of good things to say about Mike Kafka. He's a very good out-of-the-box thinker, supposedly. And I hope, I just hope he had something to do with helping Patrick Mahomes become the player that he, he, he has become. Can't guarantee that, though. Can't, I can't guarantee that. And I'm not sure why their offensive coordinator for Kansas City Chiefs hasn't been hired to an NFL team, and this guy has, but I'm going to pray that we made the right decision in New York here. But the good news is that two of these guys, DeBall and Kafka, were both centerpieces or important pieces in the case of Kafka and a centerpiece in DeBall on two of the best, most innovative offenses in the NFL last year. Think about it. Buffalo Bills, extremely high-powered last year and extremely innovative. Kansas City, we know what Kansas City is. I love Kansas City's offense. I love the shovel pass plays. They throw to Kelsey at the goal line. They're just very out of the box in their play calling. And that's what the Giants need. Enough. Why? Last year, we were running the Giants. And when I say we, again, I'm a Giants fan. We were running fullback dives, ISOs on third and 15 last year. I don't care who's at, at quarterback. You can't, you can't run the ball on third and 15 every single time. You got to take some chances. And I think... This playbook this year we're going to see is going to be 100 times better. And you know who that helps? Kenny Galladay. But not only am I impressed with the hires of these two coaches, but so is Kenny Galladay. And I found a quote here. Well, he said about a couple months ago, he says, yeah, like I said, Calf, which is my Kafka, and Dabs, which is the ball, do a great job of just moving guys around. I could be at the number three spot, the number two spot, even Saquon can be lined up as receiver. Oh, that's a good little snippet there, people. Saquon at receiver at times. I like it. But he can also be in the backfield, obviously. There's a lot of little nuances that can get our guys open, end quote. So, again, not only do I believe and Giants fans believe that these coaching hires were good ones, but so does Galladay. Galladay was extremely disappointing last year, and he seems like he's turned a corner. If you ask any Lions fan, they'll tell you Kenny Galladay played when he wanted to play. 
Kenny Galladay showed up when he wanted to show up. But Kenny Galladay has been at every offseason workout, involuntary practice, all of it. He's been at every single one this year. I think he's motivated to show the league that he could be the player that he once was. So I went back and I looked at the stats. When was his last good, healthy season? What stats did he put up? With Matthew Stafford, he put up 65 catches, 1,190 yards, and 11 touchdowns. If he can just mirror that season, even if his TDs drop to, let's just say, seven, he'll still exceed his ADP of 54. So that's why I believe Kenny Galladay is going to exceed his ADP 54 this season. Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason, only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. The second wide receiver that I believe has a shot at exceeding his current ADP currently sits at ADP 37. ADP 37 is not bad, right? ADP 37 is pretty good. However, this guy has been talked about all over ESPN and in fantasy circles since his team was eliminated in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs. This man is Gabriel Davis, Buffalo Bills. So again, 37 is pretty high, but I believe he has a chance to even exceed that and possibly crack the top 25. Let me break it down for you guys. Wide receivers' breakout years typically happen in year three. And there's a few factors behind all that. The first factor is in their third year of their rookie deal, that January, they are allowed to start negotiating for longer deals. They're allowed to negotiate their next contract. So money talks, players get more motivated. And they try a little harder. There's just nothing else to say about that. However, the third-year receiver is also a lot more comfortable in the NFL. The NFL moves at a total different speed compared to college football. Ask any NFL athlete the speed difference between college and the pros. Ask any college player the difference of speed between college and high school. The speed is just different. And in the NFL, sometimes, in the most cases, a lot of times, it takes wide receivers two full seasons heading into their third year to be extremely comfortable with the speed. Also, they're comfortable with the playbook. If their playbook hasn't changed, the vast playbook, especially in Buffalo, which is very, very, very vast, he's more comfortable with the play calling. That's, those are number one. Number two, the one guy that was taking away snaps and targets from Gabriel Davis is no longer in Buffalo. Emmanuel Sanders. They brought in this veteran. They brought him in for one year. 
but he hasn't resigned anything yet. So, Emmanuel Sanders had 42 receptions last year for 626 yards. He will most likely take those numbers with him into retirement. With that being said, those 42 receptions, those almost 650 yards need to go elsewhere, and they're going to go to Gabriel Davis and sprinkled some more to Diggs. But if you watch any of the Buffalo Bills, they would sub Emmanuel Sanders out with Gabriel Davis. Heading into this year, Gabriel Davis should be on the field a whole lot more, which means his target share is going to be a whole lot higher. That's number two. Number three, Davis has developed such an incredible rapport with Josh Allen, and that was on full display in the playoff game. Yeah, that playoff game. That was the most unbelievable NFL playoff game that I've seen in a while, if not ever, with my own eyes. That is not going back and watching tape and of older games, but he caught eight passes for 200 yards and four scores in the biggest game of the Buffalo Bills season. Now, again, you can't look too much into one game. However, if you look back at his last six games of the season, okay, he had, sorry, yeah, he had 45 targets, 26 catches, and eight scores. If you calculate that into a 16-game season, that's 120 targets, about around five catches a game, a total of 80 catches for the year with huge red zone upside. I'm not even going to calculate those touchdowns because forced touchdown catches in one game is going to, is going to sway it way too high. But if you just look at the catches, Per year in the PPR, in terms of receptions, five at least five a game, that puts him at the 22nd best in the NFL last year. Plus that huge upside in red zone targets. Josh Allen obviously trusts him in the red zone. He had four touchdowns in a playoff game. He's trusting him. So he's got, he has extreme red zone upside. So if he can give you four catches a game, plus a touchdown, shoot, I'm telling you, this guy has a chance to exceed the top 25 in the year 2022. Gabriel Davis, book it. Settle. Guys, here you go again. Here, guys, here you go again. I haven't even said the guy's name, and I'm already getting booed. That's the kind of impact that I think I'm going to get out of you once I explain this next wide receiver. Do I think he's going to beat his ADP? I don't. But do I think he's going to fall under it by much? I don't. But the reason why he's on this list is because I think he's ranked just perfectly, but everybody else in the fantasy football community has been downgrading this player. And I don't think he needs to be downgraded. I think he needs to be left exactly where he is. And that is currently sitting at ADP 25. Can anybody take a guess who this player is? Okay. Hold on to your horses. Don't start yelling and screaming before I explain. Jerry Judy. Yes, Jerry Judy got in trouble. I understand. But it was a low misdemeanor. There was no physical altercation. And all, all reports are saying that he should be, you know, a slap on the wrist and shouldn't be suspended at all this season. With that being said, let's just put that to the side. 
Okay. Obviously, breaking the law is not good, especially what he did. It's not good. But in terms of fantasy football purposes, Jerry Judy is in the prime position to have a breakout season. Just like Gabriel Davis, Jerry Judy was drafted in the same draft, which means he also is in his third year of his rookie contract. This is that prove it year. This is that let's jump on that 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 your your um salary early. Let's sign you in January of that third year and let's get you on the roster for a long period of time. Jerry Judy, like Gabriel Davis, has something to prove this year. Not only that, is he's got a new head coach. The Broncos last year were the most boring offense to watch. Nathaniel Hackett, okay, comes from the background and studied under Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. That will 100% lead to a more fantasy-friendly Denver Broncos this year. And that's not just for Jared Judy. That's for the entire team. That's going to be 110% more fantasy-friendly just because of the play call. Now, you take the playbook and the play calling, and you couple that with Russell Wilson instead of Drew Locke. This Denver's offense can be much more efficient and dynamic this year. The whole offense, and that includes Jerry Judy. Now, everybody's loving Sutton, and I understand it. Okay, I do. He's a good receiver. He's a very good receiver. And he currently currently sits at ADP 36. He may very easily exceed that. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does. So if you want to split this little segment between Jerry Judy and Sutton, that's fine. But the reason why I want to bring up Jerry Judy is everybody's so low on Jerry Judy, and I just don't know why. Let's think about it this way. Where did Russell Wilson come from last year? Seattle Seahawks, correct? What are the two guys in Seattle that went off with Russell Wilson? DK Metcalf and Lockett. In 2020, 2020, Lockett had a career-high 100 catches to go along with 1,054 yards and 10 scores. That same year, D.K. Metcalf, who was a pro bowler, caught 83 passes, 1,303 yards, and 10 scores. This is my argument. Why can't this 2022 Denver Broncos duo of Judy and Sutton get close to those numbers that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett put up last year. Because if that happens, they're both exceeding their ADP. Now, the, the argument against that is Denver has more weapons, right? I like Tim Patrick. I like KJ Hamler. I don't really like KJ Hamler, but I like Tim Patrick. And they will get some love for Wilson. So that's why I don't think they're going to get those exact numbers that Lockett and DK, DK had in 2020, but I think they can get close. And like I said, if they get close, they are 100% exceeding that ADP, both of their ADPs. Out of those three wide receivers, Jerry Judy out of college was considered an extremely good route runner. And out of that bunch, I personally believe Jerry Judy is going to see the highest target share of the bunch. I think it's going to be pretty close with Sutton. But I think Jerry Judy has the better upside of the big plays down the field. Again, I understand that he was arrested. Okay, I don't live under a rock. I may have in March if you listen to my other podcast. But 
I don't live. I understand. It seems to be a low misdemeanor offense. And the Broncos, from everything I was reading, don't believe it's going to be, it's going to lead to any missed time for Jared Judy. Okay. So let's remember the type of player that Jared Judy is. Okay. And let's also, okay. Think about how banged up Jared Judy was last year. Because Jared Judy was not healthy last year. And Jerry Judy had a very productive rookie season. Last year in his second year, he was banged up. What happens when you're banged up? You don't practice. What happens when you don't practice? You don't have a rapport with your quarterback. But this offseason, Jerry Judy, before he got arrested, had made it a point to make sure that he was getting with Russell Wilson as early as he can because he needs to understand that he needs to make that connection with his quarterback. They need to be on the same page. And if Jerry Judy has the running the route running ability like they said he had coming out of Alabama, yeah, Russell Wilson's gonna love throwing him the ball. Because Jerry Judy's gonna give him that little window that Russell's just gonna bing, he's gonna sling it right in there. So again, yes, I believe Sutton is a good pick, but I also believe that Jerry Judy has upside as well. Don't sleep on Judy. And that is a wrap for episode nine. I hope you all like the information that I gave you today. I hope you all go back and listen to listen to episode six and seven, where I give you other receivers that beat their AD that I believe can beat their ADP. But we're going to move on next week. We're going to talk about the running backs. Okay, there's a whole lot of running backs this year that I believe can exceed their ADP. As always, make sure you follow me on Twitter at JP Sticko. Make sure you download, subscribe, share, do whatever you can with this podcast because I'm going to be with you guys all year long. So the more listeners we get, the more questions I can get to, the better off you will be this year in fantasy football. Help me help you. All right, my good people, have an awesome, safe weekend. As always, remember, peace, love, and fantasy football. You guys have a good one.